Welcome to Gold with Jeanette Schneider, nuggets of inspiration for a bigger, better, more purposeful life. Each week we share wisdom, insights, and gold from those living their very best lives. After 23 years in finance and a fancy SVP title, I left corporate America to advocate for women and girls in life, love, the boardroom, and the marketplace. Now the CEO of my own media company, my goal is to change the world for my daughter and her friends. My first book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future, dropped late 2018 and is based on what women wish they would have known when they were girls. This is purposeful content, big conversations, and a safe place for us to share our gold and our dreams for the future. We record every week from the sound studio at The Space LV. Amanda Herlihy spent nearly a decade in finance, but after the financial crisis began to feel a pull in a completely different direction. She put herself through night school and began moonlighting as a massage therapist. Though she'd laid the groundwork for a massive shift, it was a single day when she was both laid off and found out she was pregnant that her path was forever altered. Amanda spent the following six years immersed in the birth world, from caring and birthing her own three children to supporting other women and families as a birth doula and body and energy worker. She now empowers others to seek alignment with their soul's purpose by illustrating the power of asking the right questions and deconstructing beliefs and paradigms which no longer serve our new alignment. She is walking this path right alongside those she serves. This is why she calls herself a rebirth ally. Amanda is the creator and host of the podcast Freedom Journey on Apple and Spotify, and most recently the host and creator of the virtual summit entitled The Rebirth of Women, Together We Rise, which spans the varying aspects of the transformations women often face throughout motherhood. Amanda lives in Chicago with her devoted partner Josh and their three beautiful children. Today, Amanda and I talk about motherhood and the reasons why it can shake us to our core, how children are mirrors, and why they have such a profound ability to ask the right questions that cause us to really disassemble our belief structures. We also discuss what it's like to jump into something new as she reacquaints herself with her new gifts. Let's dig in. I am so excited to have with me today Amanda Hurley. Thank you for joining Gold. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jeanette. I love it. I um, I connect with you so much because you and I have a very similar backstory, and I know exactly what your career was, exactly what you did, and you were kind of a boss. You were <laughs> you were in the height of, of finance in the epicenter, and um, it was so fascinating to talk to someone who came from the same world where people are confused about my career transition. And you're like, I did the same thing. And so I was like, yeah. I have to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I obviously felt the exact same way because I get it, you know. And it, I think initially when I was sort of absorbed into that corporate finance world, I felt like I was learning a totally different language. And mm. there was a lot of it that I had a hard time kind of conveying with my family and friends. And so I think when you meet Someone who has also been in that world, you immediately have a little bit of a connection with them. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love, uh, you, you and I have talked a little bit about, you know, the past working in corporate and then kind of moving into this place of, of grace and soul and following purpose. And I was curious if you could kind of share with me, your path went back to the path of mother. And I love that because I think having my daughter was when there was really a shift in me where my identity as being like, I used to call myself, you know, I'm like, I'm a boss babe, boss girl, all this stuff. And I walked with the really high heels and, you know, sharp personality too. Um, and having a mother did something to me or becoming a mother did something to me. It created this kind of desire to, to move back with, to myself, 
into that nurturing side of myself that that was under all of those layers. So I'm hoping that you can kind of share with me, like, what was that transition like? And how did you make the decision that you wanted to support the mother? Yeah, yeah, that's a great, great question. And it didn't happen overnight. For me, it was kind of a slow trickling of an evolution. Um, When I had been working my job, probably I was like six or seven years into my job. So I had like gotten kind of comfy. I knew the language. I knew the people. I knew our clients. I knew, I kind of knew the gig, you know, I knew, I knew enough to know the gig (laughs) and um, it became a little bit harder and harder for me to fully show up in my job. And so I sort of started doing some exploration into different areas. And I actually ended up putting myself through night school to become a massage therapist. And I did this completely unbeknownst to everyone that I was working with because I just had to start to reconnect with a different part of me. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me now, even seeing that that was sort of the line of work that I initially kind of got pulled towards because I really was following my intuition. And now I understand, okay, I, I was being called to heal. Like our physical being is, you know, that's what I was being drawn towards. And so I sort of started laying that groundwork. And then, um, you know, when there was the big economic, um, crash, I remember it was the only, the only time I was ever called to work on the weekend, um, when all the CDS, we had to unwind all the CDS. Do you remember that? Jeanette? I remember. I was I was a stress case, <laughs> right? It was I'm staring at CNBC stressful. and MSNBC, and like have clients are on the phone crying. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was really shortly after that that I think I kind of was like, you know what? I don't think I don't think I'm built for this world. <laughs> And, um, so I really was throwing, I was really throwing the intention out to, to make some type of transition. And I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, and I actually ended up getting laid off in 2013 and I was laid off on the exact same day that I found out I was pregnant Mm -hmm. with my daughter, with my first child. And I remember being, I mean, this is crazy now, but I remember being so excited that it was happening because I could see it coming down the pipeline. Yeah. I mean, Isn't you know, that funny? And, it was like almost like you needed the permission, right? You kind of uh, knew it was coming, but you needed someone else to, to pull the plug <laughs> to some extent. Right. I, I totally did. I really did. And, you know, I have kind of a newfound respect to for the people who I worked with, because I understand now why they were probably feeling frustrated with me in the way that they were. And it's because I wasn't present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had something else else cooking. It's so funny because like I've had this deep desire to go to yoga teacher training, <laughs> even when I was in the height of my career, because I needed something that brought me back down into soul, right? Because you're so caught up in kind of the 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 world of, of finance and the world of money and politics and global systems of power and it's just sometimes you're like I just I need to feel like I've got 
my soul's still there, right? I need to feel connected in some way. And um, I found myself wanting to do that. And eventually I will. I had Rosie Acosta on one time and I had told her that I wanted to do yoga teacher training. So now I feel like I owe it to her. <laughs> she's, a, she's a famous like yogi and just travels all over the world. And one day I will follow her to a retreat. But it becomes this kind of otherness, this kind of desire to find that grounded part of yourself and I totally understand that and get that. And I think that it's amazing that you you felt a sense of relief that on the day that you found out you were pregnant, you were also let go. Um, yeah. Through the, the path of your own becoming a, a mom, did you immediately say, okay, like, I know I've got something here. I want to go to – I want to – I want to move into massage therapy or how did your, your business get started to where you actually started supporting women in the process of becoming mothers? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So it was absolutely during my own pregnancy. Um, you know, I, I know, you know, this when you're carrying a baby or even trying to conceive, you're sort of, um, indoctrinated into this whole world of birth. Right. And there's so much information and I really became absorbed into it. And once I, so now after I had been laid off, I was practicing as a massage therapist and then I just continued on and became certified as a birth doula, Mm. um, because I was already working with expectant moms and postpartum moms. And so it really felt like a natural extension of something that I could offer. Um, and so then I started, um, you know, supporting moms and families in the role, uh, of a, of a birth doula, which is the most humbling and, um, inspiring thing I feel like you can do, you know, it's a really spiritual event for people. So it did sort of evolve out of my own pregnancy there. It's really interesting because I look back over my pregnancy and I was still in the heights of corporate America and in my career when I had my daughter and I wish I would have had someone like you. I didn't know what was happening most of the time. Um, I was afraid of my own body. And then when the tears came after, I didn't know how to handle them. And I didn't have maternal figures around me who were like, okay, this is natural. You're going to experience this or that. You need to rest. Um, any of those things. I, I joked with um, another guest um, that uh, studies matrescence, which is the transformation of a woman as she becomes a mother. And I joked with her, I'm like, I felt like I got jumped into a gang. <laughs> like, I didn't feel like I had this, like, beautiful, flowery welcome to what it's like to be a mom. I felt like I was um, I was shocked by the blood and gore of it, and not not literally, um, but in, in all ways. And I think it's a, really, it's a really beautiful thing when women can support women in the space of becoming mothers. I wish we could get back to that mindset of it takes a village and creating these kind of groups or circles of women around each other so that we are kind of guiding and normalizing um, as opposed to Googling and reading articles about the five best ways to breastfeed or the three best ways to do this or the six best ways for what have you. I feel like it requires a lot more connectivity within like actual face-to-face communities in order to help a woman forward. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's definitely sort of been this like uh commoditization of birth, where there's a focus on the material goods that a mother needs in order to quote unquote prepare for the baby. But there is not a whole lot of dialogue about the internal shifts that happen once you become a mom. And really that is kind of 
what my impetus and my intention is, um, these days, you know, let's talk about it. Let's talk about all of it. Um, let's shed light. Let's have the real and the raw conversations about the uncomfortable places that motherhood pushes us. I love that. And I think it's really interesting because I, most of my work has been on uncovering old messaging and covering old storylines so that you can be the best version of yourself. And part of the storylines that I had was, this is what a mother looks like. This is what you should experience. You have to make choices and what have you. But you have these identities that are in conflict with one another uh, when you become a mother. And I know you believe too that a woman has to get very clear on what she actually believes about herself and kind of almost do some internal work before she can um, really show up, not only for her child, but for herself. So I'm curious as to like what that process has been when you're working with, with women. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm in the middle of it right now. <laughs> I feel like it kind of took me, it took me three kids to really feel a deep call and a deep yearning to look at myself and to have a better understanding of some of the programming that was starting to kind of come out in me in ways that I was not happy with. Um, my daughter is just a couple years younger than yours. She'll be six in November. And she's really at this um, age now where she is very intensely reflecting things back to me. Mm. And so I've been able to, you know, kind of had her shed some light on some pieces of me that really needed some attention. Um, you know, I had to figure out, okay, when I, when I'm frustrated and I say this, that like, that does, that's not me. That's, that's my, that's actually my mother speaking, you know, there've been times where I can literally hear people from my past like come out of my mouth. And those are jarring moments. I think when you can kind of step back and, and look at the situation from, um, more of a myopic view to realize like, Whoa, I really need to do a little bit of work here to make sure that I'm being a present parent that is, um, conscious and aware when I'm interacting with this being, (laughs) I love that, the reflection, right? They are little mirrors. And it was my daughter who helped me realize, like, I have to become a conscious parent because I grew up with a mother who had issues with addiction, with alcoholism. And um, when I started to answer her or parent her in the tone of my mother, I was like, oh, no, 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 right? Like, I need to become the woman that I wanted as a child. I have to become the mother that I yearned for, not just vomit back rote um, based on on what I was programmed to believe because I I didn't want to to continue a cycle. Um, But I also, I think for me it was really hard because I didn't feel like I had a strong um, maternal mentor in my life. And so Mm -hmm. I had to become that. And that was a lot of rewiring, deprogramming, and taking a lot of pauses in the moment before I could create her worldview or her her kind of understanding of um, the way life or the world worked around her. I had to take a pause and kind of be like, well, what would I have wanted if I was her age? You know, what would I have wanted from my mother? And who? how does this – 
create a big, bad, beautiful version of her when she's a mother, when she's an employee or an employer or a leader or a wife um, by what I'm saying. And so many people um, lose sight of that. They lose sight of the fact that the things that are coming out of your mouth when they're in these formative years are really building their worldview and are going to show back up as they're raising their own children and in their own relationships. And I wish more credence was given to that. Um, and unfortunately, I think now, maybe with the kind of the understanding of, of our programming and how social kind of norms are passed down generationally, um, maybe we're getting to that place. But it's a, it's a far, it's, it's, a, it's a big road and you have to have someone who leans in. I'm guessing that for you, it was, um, there was a self-awareness there that you had already built um, so that she could, you could understand that reflection back. Would that be a fair assessment that it required some self-awareness and internal work on your part to, to see that? Yeah, I think so. I think even, um, you know, after leaving corporate America, there was a big sort of um, shift, a mental shift that occurred for me when I was able to sort of break away from that version of myself, because really up until that point, I'd kind of, I had been doing what, um, I don't want to say what was expected of me, but what was always viewed as, you know, the right path, right? Mm -hmm. You go to this school, you get this degree, then you get this job. (laughs) And so when I sort of separated myself from that world, it really did allow a little bit of breathing space for me to begin to reconnect with myself and to try to figure out like, okay, wait, who am I actually? Mm, I love that. I was talking to a gentleman the other day. He's like a social psychologist and he was explaining like the moment you have the ability to unplug yourself from the matrix of expectation, right? Yeah. The This is what you do and it happens here. And he actually said something really fascinating um, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. And he's like, we have this expectation that we should have children and we should do this and we should do that. And we should do this. We don't take into account even the person that we're marrying at times. It's more like, well, they came on the timeline. They're able to support. They're able to do this. But you don't realize like this person is going to have a huge impact on your future, on your financial security, on who your children are on the way you look at yourself in the world around you. And I was like, that's so fascinating that we don't give enough um, credibility to the people we also bring into our lives in the way that we're co-creating and instead kind of have this timeline of events when we're, as he said, in the matrix. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just speaking about sort of that same notion with a young woman and about how you know, when you're really sort of plugged into dominant male energy, you do have a little bit more of like a very specific vision Mm -hmm. or a specific plan. And that there isn't anything wrong with that. I think you sort of have to have a vision that you're aspiring to. But when you're also plugged into the feminine energy, it allows you to sort of unravel and your path to sort of like unfurl naturally. And you're not so much plugged in with a specific way that things need to happen. So for me, it's been really interesting to try to figure out what and where that balance is, because when you're in the corporate world, you're, you're amped up on masculine energy, right? (laughs) I know you know that. (laughs) Oh, I do very well. And I think it's really interesting because like I look at the patriarchy and I have air quotes around it right now. And I look at it and I think of it in a lot of ways in a negative, from a negative perspective, right? Because 
it's kind of been this system, this structure that's been placed. But men aren't inherently bad. I love men. And I think we've all bought into this kind of system. Women had to do it as well. And, you know, you could look back from an anthropological perspective and say, well, maybe at one point in time it made sense for things to be set up in this way because of the way the world worked or because of certain kind of needs at that time. But it kind of grew and became this ugly thing where we point fingers. And I kind of feel like we have to blow it up. We have to get to a place where it's not a patriarchy or a matriarchy. It's kind of like, okay, well, we're having kids together. We're going to work together. We're doing these things together. We got to get to a place. And I truly believe that the marriage of the masculine and the feminine is where there's going to be so much forward growth. When we get to a place where we can say, oh, wow, we need each other. And if you look at all of the gifts that a man brings to the table and his way of looking at things from a linear perspective and creating some order and a woman's way of being able to look at her community around her and and growing from intuition and life experiences, we start making decisions together and we start creating our lives from that perspective. I think it's going to be a really powerful place for us to build from. I think it's just a matter of like you have to have enough, enough people bought into that idea and like when I look at my life and I'm, I'm building my life, I do have a structure in place and I do have orga- order and organization. And I say, you know, I want to move my life forward in like 90 day increments and I have this type of time blocking and I have this. But I also allow for my intuition to take a play in all of that. And I allow for my pivots to become pirouettes and not to be so um, tightly focused on one specific outcome that I can't accept the magic that might come around it. But I think you have to have so much self-awareness and internal work to get to that place where you're like, okay, I'm my own creator. Um, I'm willing to marry the masculine and the feminine. But I I don't feel like if I were to scream that from a rooftop, like the UN or any type of like political (laughs) group is going to be like, that's right. So I just, you know, I share it on my podcast. I am so excited to finally announce what I am working on because it has been so hard not to talk about it. Today, Gold is brought to you by Live Media and I couldn't be more thrilled. Live is an app that will launch Christmas 2019. I have partnered with a team previously of Disney Pixar who wants so deeply to use tech for good and we're using tech for great. I have a special VIP experience built out and planned for my Gold listeners. You guys have been on this journey with me, so I can't wait to introduce you to my baby. Through mindfulness and accountability offerings, including meditation, breathwork, intentional living routines, challenges, and lifestyle coaching, Live will provide you with the tools, community, and support you need to live your very best life, leveling up in every aspect. Live meets you where you are and grows with you. Each week, your Live Lab will be curated with talks, articles, meditations, visualizations, challenges, and support to help you move your goals forward in 90-day increments. At the end of 90 days, we will celebrate your accomplishments with you before assisting in selecting those goals you'd like to include in the next 90. Available to you at all times is a phone or chat session with an accountability coach, a master coach, or through an email submission to Dear Live so that we can support you every step of the way. Live is your lifestyle and productivity concierge a thoughtful guide, and an intuitive coach to help you get out of your own way, to create, to pay it forward, because a healthy you today means a healthier world tomorrow. Gold listeners will receive a free 30-day VIP experience. That means access to all of the bells and whistles by using code GOLDVIP, all caps, at loveisviral.com. Again, that is loveisviral.com, code GOLDVIP, in all caps. Join the movement. 
I were to scream that from a rooftop, like the UN or any type of like political <laughs> group is going to be like, that's right. So I just, you know, I share yeah. it on my podcast. <laughs> I, I couldn't, honestly, Jeanette, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, it is, it's about the yin and the yang, mm-hmm. right? And the marriage between the two, because we need them both. One is not inherently better than the other. They serve each other. And, um, you know, I have a daughter and two sons and, you know, a partner who I love and adore, and he's on his own journey to figure out what this, um, balance looks like for men in this Mm -hmm. day and age, because that is a huge piece of what is also happening. Um, so yes, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that sentiment anymore. Yeah, no, I, I see the same with my partner. He's building his own um, kind of thing and some company and he's we talk a lot and it's really interesting how some of his way of looking at the world and mine are in, we're influencing each other and there is almost kind of a relief in it um, which I find to be really fascinating and I just I hope I, I think we have a lot of people who are getting to this place and we have enough people talking about it and raising a new generation of people who can can subscribe to the same kind of mentality. I think that would be a wonderful thing. I know that right now you are building a summit. You asked me to participate and I'm so excited. We did our, we booked our interview and um, that's (laughs) going to be coming up soon. And I wanted to ask you, like when you decided to do this, um, to create a platform and a, and create content for women, what was your kind of end goal? And tell me about the other women that are involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, my my first, I want to answer what my the answer to my end goal is. I don't totally know. <laughs> um, and once I kind of got onto this path, really of intentional self development, I feel like the platform sort of presented itself to me, and I am following my intuition. I'm like, yes. For me, it has been so incredibly eye-opening on many different levels from a very practical level, what it's been like for me to actually schedule the time in, you know, I have three young kids and I've been the primary caregiver, you know, not necessarily working outside of the house for all intents and purposes for almost the last six years. And so to shift gears, that Mm -hmm. has been much needed because I realized that I have not been carving enough time out for myself. And I was starting to feel like I was in a little bit of a state of emergency. So (laughs) it's almost like for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm -hmm. I I think for as much giving as I've been doing, this is now sort of a way that I can give back to myself and in turn serve the community of women that I really feel called to serve. Um, so the, some of the other speakers were talking about the different types of transformations that women undergo mostly through the early years of motherhood. Um, so I'm really sort of having this conversation for myself and exploring different avenues, but doing it in a way that I can share with as many people who might be interested in the hopes that some pieces of these conversations will also resonate and inspire and empower other people to maybe dig a little bit deeper into these places and crevices of ourselves that have kind of been neglected. So what is, remind me of the name of the summit. 
Yeah, it's um, the rebirth of women, together we rise. I love that. And then one of the things I think is really fascinating about the world we live in now is that I feel like there's almost a reemergence of these villages and these circles of women talking and coming together because of technology. We've we've learned how to use technology to create these conversations when we can't necessarily run to the edge of the square and all sit together and huddle together and cook and raise children. Um, But we can find each other through technology and through podcasts and through summits and through things like that where we're sharing the things and as much as it's for others it's also for ourselves like I was sharing with someone recently that podcasting has been the most fun thing that I've been able to do because it fills my soul back up rather than being in the office creating content writing taking meetings putting things out there in the world it gives me an opportunity to also have really immersive beautiful conversations with people I find interesting which also kind of scratches that itch um, that I have to kind of grow myself and um, I think it's it's a really it's a cool it's a cool way for us to go back to that kind of supporting each other in a community type style. Um, it just has a bigger reach. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. And I think especially for parents and young new mothers, you know, oftentimes we we literally are not able to have these conversations because we're so immersed in the duties of our lives, you know, whether or not we're working inside or outside of the house, it's a, you know, it's a busy life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy to just kind of disconnect from a part of yourself um, and not, you know, feed, feed your soul, right? Like what you were saying, like, I also have to feed myself. I have to fill my cup so that I can serve to others. Yeah. And what I've noticed with the women that I've interviewed and I've talked to, it seems like when we go back to something that lights us up um, or creates joy within us or a conversation that we find fascinating, you can feel that. You can feel that passion and that interest and that engagement. And you work harder and longer and are willing to put more into it um, because it's it's it, it feeds that fire within you. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I have a couple of questions to ask you that I ask yes. everyone. And I'm curious from your perspective, from life experience, if you were to look back at a younger version of yourself, how old would she be and what would you want to share with her? What advice would you have? Mm. Okay. Well, gosh, I, knee jerk, I'm going to say I'm probably seven or eight And I became a big sister around this time. And this age is really resonating with me because my daughter is also right around here. And I can see her sort of struggling with some of the things that I also was struggling with at this age, um, feeling like there's, you know, just not enough attention and wanting a little bit more. And um, her heart is so open and my heart was and is and remained open. And I would just say the same thing that I say to my daughter and and that's remember who you are, Mm. remember who you are and listen to your heart and nothing that you could ever do will ever make me love you any less. Mm. That's beautiful. I saw my daughter go through some grief when her little brother was born. Her dad has a, a new baby and as much as she loves him, I could see that that shift where all of a sudden you aren't the center and how much it it struck her and hurt her and she would make excuses for him well he's he needs things and I know things better and it was just it's sad to watch when your child is kind of moving into a new stage of their life 
mm-hmm. you just want to like cuddle them. But at the same time, you're like, oh, you have to have life experiences. <laughs> like right. this is how you grow. Um, <laughs> if you were going to, you were, you were leaving this earth, it was the end of your life and you wanted to leave behind some gold nuggets of wisdom or inspiration, um, your kind of legacy for the next gen, what would that look like? Hmm. Follow your heart, follow your heart and listen to your intuition and trust yourself and always ask questions. I think it's so important that we understand a why. Um, When we understand the why, we can really start to break down the belief structures and the paradigms in which we're operating in. And I think it's really important to always be looking at those and to be questioning them so that we can move forward and perhaps past and beyond some structures that might be tethering us to things or ideals that we need to move past. So listen to your heart. I love that. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like that's my, <laughs> yeah. that's my whole thing. Like look at things with a critical eye and an open heart and know that the answers that are in front of you are not always the end game they are not always like we 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 see things in in such kind of structured um frames and you have the ability to break the frame um so thank you very much for being on gold and sharing your gold and we will share information about the summit for anyone who would like to be uplifted by a group of women sharing their stories and their transition to momhood and what that looks like um and i want to thank you for being on oh thank you so much Jeanette. such a gift thank you Thank you for joining me today. I love Amanda's journey to a path of soul and purpose. She was truly inspired by listening to her own internal call to heal and then transitioned to the role of supporting women as they became mothers. I appreciate her reminder for us to fill our cup first so we can then serve others. Amanda's podcast is Freedom Journey and you can find her on Instagram at amanda.herlihy or on Facebook at Amanda M. Herlihy. As always, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. Gold listeners, don't forget to sign up for your 30-day live VIP experience at loveisviral.com, code GOLDVIP. Get deep in the work with me to uncover your messaging before you pass it on to your children or the people you influence. Pick up my new book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future, available on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Until next time, in the words of my grandma, love each other every day.